Hi, I'm Jay Fallon, and thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. So we have to talk about what's happening in Pakistan at the moment. There is this devastating flood. I did talk about it a little last week. What's coming across the news now is that it is climate change. It's definitely climate change causing this flooding to happen in Pakistan. And apparently you cannot question it. This is definitely the reason. I'll read some highlights from this article here from The Guardian. The headline says, changing climate, the reason floods in Pakistan are so devastating. So CSIRO climate scientist, Dr. Michael Gross has said the floods bear the hallmarks of a changing climate. A warmer climate means that you have more intense rainfall and glaciers are more likely to melt and collapse quicker, said Dr. Gross. Both of those things come together in this tragic event in Pakistan. Pakistan has received nearly three times more rain than the 30-year average in the three months to August this year. Dr. Gross said careful analysis was needed to fully determine the impact of climate change on the recent flood and to understand how a warming climate could impact rainfall across seasons. However, he says, no one should doubt the influence of climate change on what has occurred. So that's it as far as he's concerned. You should not doubt climate change. That is the factor. That is what's pushing this flooding along. Now, this article finishes off by saying, by quoting Dr. Dr. Gross as saying, places like Pakistan are feeling disproportionate impacts of a changing and warming climate, and they contributed relatively little to the overall carbon emissions issue, he says. So immediately, he is blaming wealthier nations. And you can see, so obviously, so the nations that he that he talks about are being affected the most earlier in this, uh, in this article. He names uh, Pakistan, Indonesia, India, and Sri Lanka, and South Korea, all obviously Asian nations. And apparently, I, mean, I don't know if he's been to South Korea, but uh, they have a very industrialized uh, system over there, uh, industrialized workforce. And I would say that they do them and India definitely do um, contribute to the overall carbon emissions issue anyway, but he would rather focus on them being Asian. So climate change is the cause of this flooding and specifically at the moment towards Asian nations. Now also in this article, it talks about how in 2010, Pakistan experienced devastating floods. So the UN raised uh, $2 billion to assist the estimated 20 million people impacted. However, it also says that there were lessons that were learned after the 2010 floods, but they were not implemented. And this is what Professor Yasmin has said. She also says that there was a clear need for disaster management and capacity building support from other nations to help Pakistan prepare for future disasters. So for one, we're told in this article that climate change or the climate crisis, that is what's directly causing this flooding in Pakistan. Um, all these floodings or climate change is also affecting Asian nations because we want to uh, we want to infer as if there's some kind of racial divide when it comes to uh, climate change. But it does also drop the fact that, um, you know, flooding like very similar, similar to this one right now in Pakistan, also occurred in Pakistan in 2010, and yet they learned, they implemented none of the lessons that they had learned from the floods. And yet we're still told 
still told even though there was extreme flooding 2010 we're still told it's all to do with the climate crisis um it's because they're an asian nation they're a poorer nation um and you know they could have learned the lessons they didn't but don't don't blame the pakistani government don't blame them let's still start sending in money and look i believe that we should be sending money nations should be helping but we should we need to hold people accountable we need to hold governments accountable if they had similar floodings they learned lessons and they implemented none of the actions needed to help uh, mitigate the issues that are that they're seeing now with the flooding well isn't that shouldn't someone answer to that anyway that's just that's just my thoughts on that however i am not convinced that it is climate change i want to read a couple of other articles this one and i did touch on this one last week the headline to this says dealing with climate change the psychology of geoengineering so it says geoengineering as a means to slow climate change is one of the most contentious subjects in the field of climate science along with being heavily debated with the science within the scientific community itself the topic is diversive among the general public geoengineering describes a human attempt to halt the effects of climate change using technology the idea was first introduced during the Cold War, but only became popular in 2006 when a Nobel Prize winning chemist named Paul Crutzen published a paper advocating for an escape route from global warming by artificially manipulating the atmosphere to counter CO2 emissions. Over the past 15 years, experiments have been conducted to understand how this type of technology like artificial clouds for example, could be developed and eventually deployed. Now, notice it says eventually deployed. Okay, it, then it says, but it's currently illegal to facilitate any type of geoengineering at a large industrial scale because no one fully understands what effects it could have on other parts of the environment. Now, I've looked it up and I can't see where Australia says that it's, it's illegal to, um, to implement geoengineering in Australia. It does say that they tried, uh, they, they've tried to, I found an article where it says that Australia sought or seeks to limit ocean geoengineering. That was in 2013, but I can't find anything that says it's actually illegal. Definitely not here in Australia. Anyway, so this article says it's currently illegal. It also says that when considering the use of geoengineering, people in the general public and climate scientists alike tend to follow two lines of argument. Some say that geoengineering the climate is too risky. They argue that the only way to reverse or at least slow the impact of man-made global heating is to reverse is to stop releasing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. More intervention will just cause more problems, they say. Others agree that climate change mitigation is the main way the climate crisis will be addressed, but say that relying on emissions reduction alone isn't enough because the political will required to lower emissions to the degree necessary just isn't there. They think geoengineering might end up bearing or being our only choice, despite being risky. They say that risk posed by not trying geoengineering is greater than trying it. So they're willing to take the risk because, you know, it's it's our lives at risk, really. So, that, you know, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. So geoengineering, this cloud. So with that in mind, who do you think is definitely 
definitely doing some geoengineering within their country. I'll give you uh, one guess. The nation starts with C and ends with A and has the middle letters of HIN in it, H-I-N. This headline here says, video shows cloud seeding rocket narrowly missing pedestrians on busy sidewalk. This came out just a couple of days ago. It says, a tool utilized for weather manipulation nearly turned into an instrument of disaster Monday. In, in China's Sichuan province, a cloud seeding rocket fell to the ground on a busy local walkway, just inches away from pedestrians. Footage captured by China Central Television, CCTV, showed shoppers walking along when the rocket, fitted with a parachute, dropped dangerously close to a group of people. So confirmation of the cloud seeding operation was made by the Yuchi County Meteorological Bureau, which stated that there were no reports of residents being struck by rockets. So cloud seeding is a technique used by China that allows for greater rainfall, hailstone prevention, clearing the skies of clouds, as well as to lower air pollution levels. Science Scientists have pursued the technique for decades. And China recently used cloud seeding to clear clouds out of the sky in order to celebrate the founding of the Chinese Communist Party in July 2021. The technique is made through the addition of chemicals, including particles of silver iodide among clouds to spur condensation and increase the chance of precipitation in a particular area. So other nations that are using uh, cloud seeding is Thailand. Also, um, uh, the United Arab Emirates have experimented with the technique by employing drones. These drones release an electrical charge into clouds, leading to condensation and a greater chance of precipitation. So in saying all of this, China and Pakistan share a border. And last time I looked, clouds don't particularly care about man-made borders. So they, they share a boundary. Why is it that we're blaming, immediately blaming climate change when China is also conducting geoengineering experiments? And it, experiments that scientists don't fully know or appreciate how it will affect the climate and what other effects it may have, whether it will actually, actually reverse uh, climate change, and it causes rain. Why can't this, what if this is the actual cause of the flooding, the cause of this excess rain? China participating in geoengineering experiments over their nation, those clouds then going over to Pakistan and flooding the whole nation, killing thousands of people. And yet we're constantly led to believe that it has to be climate crisis. The climate crisis is to blame. It can't be geoengineering. It can't be man doing crazy experiments to the weather. My opinion, scientists have a lot to answer for and geoengineering could very well be the problem and not this alleged climate change. That's my opinion. Please let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.